0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode five hundred and sixty-nine. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I'm happy to be back. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi Brad. Welcome back, Mike. It's been forever. We mentioned this uh, when we recorded a couple a couple of episodes ago. Uh, that we that we were taking a long break from each other. That we were mm-hmm. pre-recording an episode, so me and you haven't recorded in over two weeks. So very maybe happy
1: our to be longest back. our longest break ever. Maybe no. I, I
0: mean, when my honeymoon—that's mm, the okay. longest time I took off. I was gone for nearly a month. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. After we got married, so yeah, not me and you. <laughs> Although you know, I wouldn't mm. wouldn't have turned you down, but unfortunately, you no. were you were all tied I'm, up when we met. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate, but, you know, things happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is the longest-running relationship in my life
1: outside of family. That's right, that's right. Well... Uh- on that note, I, I wanted to give you a couple, a couple of props and this will lead me right into it and before we get into what you were up to last week because I have a couple little questions, but you have covered that exclusively or not exclusively, but um, in many places on the RelayFM network included the Connected podcast, which just celebrated 10 years. So that mm-hmm. is something to be very, very proud of. So congratulations you. to you, Federico and Stephen on that. So what were the three of y'all up to Um uh, that uh, that caused this little delay in, in our talking.
0: Well, we were uh, at Apple Park. We were mm-hmm. we recorded a show there, recorded an episode mm-hmm. there. But also, I was at WWDC, and mm-hmm. I was one of the, also the lucky few that got to try the Vision Pro headset, which was yeah, very yeah. exciting.
1: You had a you had a big boy media badge on this time, right? I did. that yeah. That's that was the first time. How did that feel?
0: It was pretty good, Brad. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I mean, it's something that I've <laughs> kind of worked towards for 15 years, nearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it felt it felt very good. It felt very very good. It, it, that those two days was uh, kind of doing things with Apple for no three days. They I couldn't have asked for more out of the experience. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, it was you know so many things in life. And you you dream of something or you, know, you wish for something and you get it and it doesn't live up, you know, like it's because you build mm-hmm. things up in your brain. But the experience right. that I had far exceeded what I could have imagined. Nice. Um, and that was, I would say, mostly due to the fact of getting the, to be one of the very small few that has experienced the Vision Pro headset um, yeah, that that's like that's yep. rarefied air. And so that felt that felt very special. Yes,
1: yeah, so I want to talk about that real quick. And I, I know this is a, a pen and stationary and mm-hmm. analog podcast, but I actually have a, a question, a crossover question. But if you uh, want To listen to more of Mike's commentary uh, about his trip, about everything at WWDC, about everything going on, you can listen to Upgrade, you can listen to Connected, you can listen to Cortex, which is where you and Gray had the uh, Vision Pro conversation. I have not listened to that uh, purposefully. Um, I just have not. Uh, had the time yet, and I kind of wanted to talk to you even before I did. But you got your hands on with the Vision Pro, or, or should I say heads on? Which which is it? Is it hands on or heads on? A lot
0: on? of people called it eyes on, which I kind of thought on. was kind of funny. But okay. I have my hands, head, and eyes involved <laughs> in this business. <this>,
1: <laughs> so this is a broader question that I have, and I think it's going to come up for us in a few months when is it iOS 17? Is that the next version? Yeah. Okay, so that is going to have some journaling and note-taking yes. um, tools built in. So we'll talk about that when those things come out officially. Um, the
0: journaling I, I... app mm-hmm. probably won't be out in September. It okay. will probably be towards the end of the year. Like they've been, mm-hmm. It's not in the betas currently. And gotcha. unlike some other features, they specifically called that one like later this year. So gotcha. th- that might come in like October or November or something.
1: Okay, so we will definitely talk about that when that happens mm-hmm. because we've talked about like the digital analog crossover yeah, really especially when it comes to journaling now, actually. Um for that. So I that made me wonder about VR. Is there some analog crossover abilities in there? Are you going to be able to write in a journal virtually? Like could you see that type of thing being something that people do in the VR space? What I would say
0: on that is like this product is the only product that I've tried where it would be realistic that you could use a pen and paper at the same time Mm -hmm. because the clarity is there from the image and like the, the full color pass through the real-time nature of it like okay. you would be able to have you know like doing something in vr but have a pen and paper in front of you in physical right. space and take notes while you're looking at a computer screen like the other products that i've used like declarity just isn't there i've tried like with my mm-hmm. uh, MetaQuest pro and i can't read my handwriting like i, okay. I actually physically can't read it because the image quality isn't good enough from the pass through so, like, you could maybe, and they actually did show, and and it was actually part of the demo, um, that you could like hold out your fingers and write, because they had like they're using their freeform app, right, which is their kind of like, okay, infinite sure. canvas app, and that you could um, to, to draw on it. I actually just forgot about this until now. This is super weird. The whole experience, like. I tried mm-hmm. to recount it the best that I could, but there were parts of it that I don't remember until someone prompts me. It's because it was <laughs> such a... Assault on the senses in the best possible way. Like mm-hmm. I was seeing something that I could never have imagined, and then they were just like blasting me through it. Like, but you can, you could hold out your hand, and you can, you could write. Like, you it would have the tracking ability for you to be able to write, but you wouldn't be able to write a lot or small. I don't feel like, like it, it, mm-hmm. I think it would just be uncomfortable, um, mm-hmm. and probably would feel strange uh, to to have like the screen in front of you and be writing on it. But you would very easily be able to just use a pen and paper as you normally would when looking at a computer. And, like, I have not experienced another product in this type where that would be technically possible for you to be able to actually read.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's super interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out, right? We're still, even though VR has been around a while, we're still just like on the, the early, early, uh, time to see like what is all possible here so yep. it's it's interesting for sure for sure
0: yeah i'm very excited about it very 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 excited about it
1: all right well let's uh wind it back into our traditional analog world and i wanted to give a shout out to frank from elwood who joined Such me on a good episode <laughs> episode <laughs> 568 voice
0: are you kidding me i could listen to that guy forever you could read me bedtime stories and i'd be happy
1: So at the risk of alienating every other guest in the past and every other guest in the future, I've never gotten more feedback. Positive feedback from a guest or an interview than I did with Frank from Elwood. I keep so that was Frank's first podcast ever. Like, he's never done wow. anything like this before. It's clearly so, a communicator, that guy, though. Yes, right. Like, at that but the, like he's, he has that experience. Yes. So he has just life experience and yep. career experience, which we talked about before, you know, prior to Elwood, So he has that ability, just kind of innate ability. And it came off very very well in the show. And I thought just like the conversations were interesting. You know, I, I like talking to makers, right? Because yeah. I find the decision-making process of makers so interesting is one, one of my things that I would like very, very much latch on to. And trying to get into the, the minutiae of those things. But you also have to have, when you're having a first-time guest, you have to have a broad conversation as well. So he was pretty nervous about that, but I knew it would be fine. So I've been sending him the feedback on – I've been sending a few of the bits of feedback that I got on there. He's like, really? It's like, okay, yeah, okay, I guess it went okay then. So, yeah, um, I appreciate everyone reaching out, but I especially uh, appreciate Frank taking the time yeah. to uh, – Sit down with me for like well over an hour and a half. Um, we could have talked a lot before and a lot after, and we could have done another hour easy just on the the making of stuff. So, I
0: always love being a listener, right? For the guest episodes because I mm-hmm. get a show that I would like to listen to mm-hmm. anyway, but usually right. don't because I'm on it. Um, right. And so, I, I find it, I always really enjoy it, but this one was one of those like rare mixes of everything which made the episode good it's just like frank's story is interesting he's very good at communicating he's very philosophical which made it interesting his audio quality was amazing thank you frank i (laughs) I appreciated that personally (laughs) Uh, do you
1: want me to do you want me to tell you how he recorded because i was uh, like we you want to do this live right here so (laughs) i couldn't believe it and i wasn't going to change it because we went on zoom and he's on his computer on Zoom, and you know, he said, Yeah, he's got everything set up. But what he did, I and mean, I don't think I've ever recorded like this before, is separate from his computer. He set up his iPhone with one of the Rode uh, podcaster mics, recording a completely separate input. So he was recording in two different places. Yeah. So he took. The, the mic that was pointed at his had his mouth into the iPod and that was the file that he sent me. I was like into let's go iPhone? for it.
0: Obviously recording it into an iPod we recording into an iPod that guy's madman. Uh, sorry, iPhone, not
1: iPod, but uh, iPhone. I, so. Uh,
0: so was he was using one of the ones that plugs into an iPhone directly then, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. I mean it sounded great. I I've experienced yeah. this kind of stuff before where just like someone has a setup that is good but isn't mm-hmm. available to be brought in as an input, right? But mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. sounded fantastic. So We got a better experience than you did.
1: (laughs) It was good. So this is one I actually had to go. People kept um, sending in feedback on that. So that's actually one of the few episodes that I went back and listened to. Because you know, and you experience this, when you interview someone, it's hard to actually like encapsulate the entire episode in your brain when Mm -hmm. you're done, like what actually just happened, right? Because you're in the moment moment. You're trying to drop the conversation. You're trying to listen. You're trying to produce. You're trying to do all the things. Right. Um, So yeah, I actually went back and and listened to that and I enjoyed it. So thanks Frank. And then next week I'm going to have a guest too. We won't spoil it here, but uh, it's a great crossover for you uh, again as well in a different kind of way. And I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. Also um, I had no worries about their <laughs> their audio setup. They are quite the professional in the space. So we'll All we'll right. leave that for we'll All leave right. that for next. I'm week. excited. I'm um, excited. And I, I say that knowing that I I've already recorded it but haven't delivered you the file so you haven't had the chance to yell at me yet. So uh, speaking of yelling at me Mike <laughs> um Uniball got in my inbox um, after a um discussion you and I had mostly me, <laughs> mostly me, in episode 565 of the podcast, where I kind of railed on Uniball and the Kuratoga Dive Limited Edition pricing kerfuffle that took place um, on their website um, over the past month. This is about a month ago. I guess it was really kind of uh, in in front. Yeah, you are very uh, upset. I, I I'm I'm still upset like that it happened, but. Um, I was twist. able to plot twist uh, Uniball reached out to me said hey we'd love to talk um, by the way I'm also the president of Uniball in North America <laughs> and can oh. we have a phone call <laughs> 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 it wasn't like like the PR department wasn't reaching out or it's like hey Brad I this is <laughs> this is Mike and I am the uh from the president of Uniball and can we have a call here's my uh here's my mobile I'm like, okay, this got real, real quick. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, of of course, I'm gonna take that call, right? Because I want to hear. Um, and the and the email was like super cordial and like saying like, hey, like I get it. Um, you know, I at least can I have the opportunity to give you some context? And I'm like, absolutely. So, you know, I always give people that that um, benefit over the doubt, and we had a really good conversation for. Gosh, probably a half an hour, if not more, just going through like the process how we got to this point. Um, you know the the realization of that mistakes were made, and then they were they were happy to admit, or he was happy to admit that yeah, like they could have handled this very very much better. And I appreciated the the reaching out to discuss that and the clarity that was provided to me um it was still a poor decision like i i and i told him like i'm not going to let them off the hook for that decision and and he absolutely agrees with that and but he felt very comfortable admitting that there were multiple mistakes made in the path that led us to that point and i felt very good after that conversation that hey this was just a little bit of oversight, a little bit of moving too fast, a little bit of not thinking all the things through that could have happened uh, differently and how, you know, how they would handle these things in the future. And this was something new for them completely. And it was just, there were several points along the way where mistakes were made. And that is something that they see like very, very clearly and will um, not really you know, you know, we'll look at doing things differently in the future. So do you have a sense for, if you can say like, why this happened, like why
0: this happened the way that it did?
1: I have a very clear sense why. And I don't exactly want to say the specifics of the conversation. I, f- I figured that, I want that to s- might be the possibility. Yeah, And I'm allowed to, t- I, I spoke with them. I was like, I'm allowed to say anything I want to about the conversation. Um, like I, I don't have any restrictions on our conversation. It was very clear. Um, but there's also parts that I just don't want to say yet because I want to see what happens next. Okay. All right. I think I think I'm gonna wait and see. Then I can see if things if there's opportunity for something like this again, I wanna see what happens. Mm. And then I can have like a like a more detailed conversation on our conversation. But like it wouldn't be it would be kind of pointless to to speak about kind of the broader idea of what took place until i see it again mm. like and because i don't think this was i think it was a mistake like the pricing but i don't think like the situation of hey can we get this cool stuff from japan and have it in our market i'm hoping we get to see that again based on our conversation but I want to see it first, and then see how it's handled, and then we can go from there. I okay. think is, right. is how I would like to handle it. Even though, like I could, I could say like a couple little things and some couple broader ideas, but I also want to hold that off as well because I am hopefully going to meet them in person, the Uniball North America team at their office in Chicago uh, in July, and give a little talk to them. Um, so they invited me up. Is this a talking to, or like, what's happening here? <laughs> right? Is this a trap? I feel. Is this a trap? <laughs> they're all gonna stab me with their Unicor. Kuratoga dies. Never see him again. <laughs> they're gonna take me in a room and and just start uh, throwing throwing Uni balls at me. Um, no, like it, it was a very good conversation, and, and they're having um, uh, some meetings in July. And asked me to come and speak to the team for a short period of time, you know, give like a fixed, like speech type of thing, um, you know, 20 to 30 minute talk, um, you I know, think some this general is topic ideas. Super smart. Because here's my read.
0: We have, you have not given me any more information than you're saying right now, like about yeah. the conversation. Someone got overzealous and this is how I read it. Someone got overzealous and made a decision to capitalize on a hot product, which I think I was kind of trying to lead into that episode where like I don't personally find what they did to be like as bad as you do. like mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of just like they can price it whatever they want, and people can make the decision about whether they want to buy mm-hmm. it or not. The problem is, if you do something like that, you run the risk of upsetting people. Right, mm-hmm. which is what they did. And like, there's just a thing that happens, and you have to decide what you want to do about that. Right. Like, it's a choice that you can make, it's a supply demand kind of situation. Um, but what I think they lost sight of is that they are ostensibly making enthusiast products. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're going to put it at the prices that they were, you're only making it more of an enthusiast product. And it felt like they lost touch of who the enthusiasts are and they misread quite significantly who they were supposed to be selling this product to like it's not like a car right mm-hmm. when there were supply constraints in the car market dealers are just putting up the prices because it's just like do you want this thing or not if you do you will give us the money but it's not like that with Kuratoga dive it's just we're not in the same situation like we haven't got the same set of circumstances so all it is to say is i think having like the chief enthusiast come and talk mm-hmm. to the people to kind of remind them inside of the company like who are we selling our products these kinds of products too right like the, the exactly. regularly your uniballs U- U- this is not this, But like the ultra high end ones, which ostensibly the Kuru Dive is mm-hmm. because of what it actually is, which is just a mechanical pencil, realistically, right. with a nice body and some interesting features, which also only really apply to people that care. So I think it makes sense to have you come in and kind of be like, this is what I do. This is what I care about. These are right. the people that are part of your audience. Let me give you a kind of like a peek into our world a little bit. I think it's smart similarly I'm actually really yeah. happy that they listened to the show or someone does and was able to pass that information along I, I think that that is as encouraging as anything else to be honest
1: and it wasn't a one-off listen someone like didn't catch it and go they've they've uh, it, the Mike the the president um, has listened for years he like he knows like all about how I feel about the DX and the jet stream and mm-hmm. spoke design and how we use uni refills and all that um, to to just comment on your, your conversation. You definitely have it right on the second part. I think they, this was a new space for them and they just didn't really know how to go about it. Like, I don't, they, I don't agree that it was them trying to capitalize on something. Like, okay. I, it, my feel is that that was not the case, that they had like a good motive, um, but it was just, um, misplaced and they failed on the storytelling aspects that could have led into the decision-making. Yep. And the, those were the conversations that we, that we had like, this is new for them, right They're yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to fill up somebody's office supply cabinet with a bunch of jet streams, right? Not sell enthusiasts, a unique Kuratoga dive, right? Like that's not their market. And that they, they, they learn real quick. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> that, it hasn't been right. Like maybe yeah. going forward, it will be. But i, th- I think that's what i'm interested what in
0: kind of means for them I guess. yeah
1: i think i'm interested that's what i'm interested in finding out but like i also in like the conversation that i had like i also understand that the fraction of decimal point impact a product like that has on their bottom line like i understand you know like our place in the game right yeah like, this is not your 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 big box, um, move a lot of product and, you know, impact the bottom line product. But this is the enthusiast product where you get your super fans that really, you know, are like your huge brand proponents. And that, that does make a difference in, mm-hmm. in in the long term. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be, it was an interesting conversation, a super positive conversation we had. Um, I'm glad that you know they were very willing to admit their where their missteps were how they can correct them in the future and uh, I look forward to learning more next month uh you know when i when I visit them um so yeah, we'll definitely have more on that
0: awesome all right, let's take a break and thank our friends over express v p n for the support of this show. Watching streaming services without using ExpressVPN can be like buying tickets to your favorite artist but only being allowed to watch the opening act. I don't know if you know this, but some streaming services have different content libraries for every country. So there are tons of shows available in other countries. And with a VPN, you can access those other libraries. It's basically tweaking services like Netflix... To tell them where they where they think that you are. So, for example, you could be anywhere in the world and watch The American Office on Canadian Netflix or Lord of the Rings on Turkish Netflix. You just oh, just like turn you open ExpressVPN and with a click, one click, you can choose the country that you want to be in and then connect. It's super simple. You just then like refresh the app, the webpage, or whatever that you're wanting to watch the content in, and you're ready to go. I do this. Quite a lot just did it on this trip in the opposite, where I'm traveling somewhere and want to be able to access content that's part of my streaming services. Like, for example, here in the UK on Disney Plus, we get access to Hulu shows. But when I'm in America, I don't get access to those anymore because American Disney Plus doesn't have Hulu content in it currently. They would like me to sign up for Hulu. But I can't do that. So if I want to carry on watching the shows that I was watching, I did this exact thing. Open ExpressVPN, reload Disney+, and I get the little tile that says star. That's what it's kind of like branded as in in the UK, the Hulu stuff. Then I can Mm -hmm. continue watching where I left off. There are so many reasons to use ExpressVPN. Super fast. You can stream in HD with zero buffering. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. They have servers in over 94 countries, so you can gain access to thousands of new shows, and it works with all kinds of streaming services, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. You can stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of the content by getting your money's worth at expressvpn.com penaddict. That is expressvpn.com slash penaddict to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and
1: Relay FM. I want to give a shout out of the week, Mike, real quick. I am uh, enjoying my Mastodon experience, and I have noticed <clears throat> over the past couple of weeks there has been quite the influx of fountain pen users, stationary users, analog tool users. Mm. That I see when, you know, in, in Mastodon you can follow a hashtag. So I follow the fountain pens hashtag and those posts end up in my feed. Well, a lot of them started coming from uh, a new Mastodon instance called Penfount. So there is a fountain pen community on Mastodon that you can join uh, through penfount.social on Mastodon. If you're confused about how Mastodon works, they do a great job with their landing page. I'll put a link in the show notes to PenFound.inc. You can see how to sign up for Mastodon, how to join their community server, and just come enjoy um, some really cool fountain pen content that has been very, very active. Um, it kind of aligned with uh, a lot of the Reddit shenanigans going on and a lot of uh, escapees, if you will, from uh, slash our fountain pens on Reddit, which is a big community over there. And it's great to see a bunch of new faces on Mastodon sharing fountain pen content and I've thoroughly enjoyed. I've I've found some new people to follow. I found some article links that I like to share um, when I do my weekly newsletters or weekly link roundup. So it's just been a really, really good um, addition to the community over there on Mastodon and I'm very, very much enjoying it.
0: Mastodon's the way to go. I think. Yeah. I was it's, I wasn't sold for a long time, uh, mm-hmm. and now I'm sold.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every day it feels <laughs> more like the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you dropped in a dropped in a hot new link in yeah, here, which Neuridas. I should have put. Yeah, the Neurodos. Is it I
0: a I guess is the is the bigger question. So we got the <sighs> Platinum Curidos Limited Edition Matte
1: Fountain Pen.
0: What what am I looking at here, Brad? I've been seeing this all over social media
1: yeah so i got to test these out at the baltimore Pin show um at the luxury brands table they they had each of the colors so there's three colors so the platinum Curados is platinum's retractable fountain pen model um these are kind of have that rubberized matte finish exterior, which you've seen on other pin barrels like gel pin barrels before. It's kind of got, it's not like a metal matte finish. It's like that rubberized grip, which I, I, I like. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and there's a red, a blue, and a gray or black they're calling it. But um, I got to handle them and I was trying to discern in the few minutes that I had with them, what is different about this model than the original Kyridos, which was released a couple of years ago. And I was thinking as I was using, I was like, well, maybe like one of the biggest flaws with the Kyridos design is basically what I call the shark fin, Mm -hmm. which they conspicuously hide in all the product imagery this is, on the this back is side of the pen. This is my biggest
0: question, because I can't find a friggin' image at the back <laughs> of this pen.
1: <laughs> no one shares that image. <laughs> Even plat- like, it, Platinum, like, they just don't show it. Um, and I don't, you know, all the product images, like, none of them show the back side of the pen, because this, this, this little like literally shark fin sticks out the back and it kind of gets in the way of your finger. And I was trying to decide did like, did they adjust this? Did they move it? Like, did they relocate this bit a little bit? And I felt maybe at the time that they did, but the more I look at this, the more I, I, the more I think this is the identical barrel, just new colors or new, new shapes uh, or new styles to the pen. So I don't think there is a technical change, but I want to get one and test it out side by side. To see if there was some slight adjustment, because I don't see any differences. Um, hmm. If you like the Curados before, you'll like this. If you didn't like the Curados before, you're not going to like this. Like the general um, size, shape, functionality. Is identical to before, so I don't think this is gonna change your opinion on the pen. And I guess what I'm looking for is Curios V2, where this is Curios LE, right? So I don't think there's any design changes. Um, that that were made in this pen. But I, I will definitely pick one up to to try to have to compare. The problem is I don't like any of the colors. <laughs> so I'll have to figure out which one I'm going to get to review or to, to have for comparison, right? This isn't – I like, it's fine. But, like, I I don't know. They did blue and red and green and black before. So this is just the solid version of those. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like, this it, it doesn't shame. get me – doesn't get me going
0: because when I saw it, I was like, "Well, this looks different, right?" Because uh, it has kind of changed the the profile and shape of the pen, like this new coating that they're doing. So I was hoping right. it was a bit more of a, a rethink, but mm-hmm. clearly not. But there must be some change here,
1: like yeah. That's why I want to get it. I I want to only like I had like five minutes with it, right? And that was like at this point three months ago. So until I get it and am able to spend some time I, to see if there's any like technical changes, I'm a, I'm not betting on that there that there are any technical changes, which is unfortunate given the gap of release time between the original and this essentially second version, which is looks just to be you know like a coding coding change as opposed Mm -hmm. to any like technical improvements. So I want to, I want to see that. So I want to see that for myself. So I will hold my thoughts on that until I pick one of these up for myself. All right. And do some proper comparisons. Right. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yep. So, um, I could pick that up at the St. Louis pin show this weekend, Mike, but I'm not going to be there. But I did want to give a little bit of a pin show update to everyone. So, um, a lot of people are heading to St. Louis this weekend for a really uh, really big show that a lot of people I- enjoy. So I hope everyone has a great time in St. Louis. And if you're in the area, you should definitely uh, go check it out. I'm really, <laughs> I, the last thing I need is like another show exclusive ink, but their, their ink this year is, is really nice. So um, I didn't put a link in the show notes, but I'll find that uh, in the end here. Let's see if I can find it for you real quick. It's called uh, Missouri crawdad, I believe is the name. And there we go. So yeah, Missouri crawdad. It's a, it's a blood orange, uh, uh, fountain pen ink. So I'll put that in the show notes for everyone to check out. I'm kind of, uh, interested in that. Um, I have booked my ticket to, or my hotel room for the Orlando pen show, which will take place in September. I am also going to be in DC in the beginning of August. So, my summer of pin shows, I'm pretty much off during the uh, first couple of months, and then I get back into it in August with DC, September with Orlando. And then I also wanted to note that I happened to see on Instagram this week that the Boston pin show had moved to a two-day pin show this year, which was kind of interesting. And now that um, Apple Boom has a uh, presence in Boston, uh, it was kind of interesting to see like their participation starting last year. But this year, the show got canceled. So I just wanted to bring that note up to everyone. And it was nothing more than hotel issues, right? So the timing was such that they had to cancel as opposed to kind of reshuffle and find a new location or change dates. It was just too difficult to to make that type of move. You know, mm-hmm. you say it might be three months out from now, but that is like no time when you're talking about putting on an even, you know, a small event. Um in, in a hotel is is a quick view. So I wanted people to be aware that this year's Commonwealth Pin Show did get cancelled. It just happened over the past week or so that this news came out. So Um, It stinks, right? They were actually trying to do a little bit bigger this year with an extra day and and finding things. And sometimes like the hotel situations just didn't work out. So that was news on the on the pen show front. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to to put that out there and uh, let y'all know Um, related to this next topic that I have. I will not be at the San Francisco pen show, Mike, despite people trying to get me to go. But I am doing something for the San Francisco Pen Show. I can't remember if I talked about this on on the show or not. But I was asked, "Have you seen at pen shows the ink trays, the ink sampling trays, right?" Oh yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah, like the built-in tray. They have all the pens stuck in them and have inks you can test out and things like that. So I was asked. So San Francisco, I don't know how many ink sampling trays they have. But I was asked to fill up one tray from the PenAddict ink storage vault. And one tray means a seven by seven grid of pens. So that means 49 ink samples, Mike. 49 ink samples I committed to building for the San Francisco Pen Show. I am about whew, 30. Six samples into it. I've been doing this on Twitch, and it has been quite the journey so far. I'm learning a lot um, of uh, on how to do this, and I think about you know companies that sell ink samples or people that make a lot of ink samples from. My first sample, we have changed a lot of the ways that I do this, Mike, and I have made several purchases to make my life easier to fill from an ink bottle into an ink vial. And what I'm doing is I'm not just making the 49 ink vials that individual inks vials for the San Francisco Pen Show. I'm making three of each ink color that I choose so it's going to be, what, a total of 147 ink vials that I'm filling because I'm going to give away some of the other ones. Um, I figured if I'm doing this, we might as well go all the way, and instead of just sending those 49 inks to San Francisco, I'll send a few batches of smaller smaller sample sizes mm. to, uh, to other people. You know, I do a lot of giveaways and things like that. So... Are you the- going to sneak any base date blue in there? Like, it's <laughs> of your villain era? So, you... Definitely no, the answer is no, because I don't own any, (laughs) which is pretty crystal clear. Um, But I mean, I have snuck in some limited edition, some rare stuff, which like that's a challenge. Okay, there's there's the
0: villain mode then. Yeah, I did go villain mode. well, sucks for you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but like my thought process is, well, someone may still want to try it to see if they can go find a match for it somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, a friend of the show, Jacob, uh, Fude fan, sent me a wonderful, like, one of my favorite, unfortunately, one of my favorite inks. It's called uh, Pilot Orochizuku Ito Murasaki, and it's a purple and it's a japan exclusive iroshizuku it's like you know what i'm putting this in the tray and i'm gonna make people mad (laughs) because it's in there and you know someone may not be able to access that ink so maybe they can go take a sample of it and write it in their notebook and then take it around and try to find a match Mm. to that so that was that was one of the first questions is like how do i decide do i decide the most basic you know does the ink have to be available to go in this tray right so I have 49 choices. Do all of these inks need to be available? And I decided no, because some inks are classic enough and important enough that people might want to try. And even if they can't go buy a bottle of it, maybe they can find something similar. Someone might say, oh, I've heard of, you know, Sailor Sky High. Maybe I can go find something close to that. So, you know, and then and then a lot of it is, you know, mainstream um, inks, but, you know, just trying to put my put my touches on it. So it's been a really fun project. Um, I'll probably be done with it in the next week or two. I need to get those out to the show so they can fill up the ink station. Um, But I'm going to do a full write-up of this. We might talk about it later because I've actually bought tools that have helped me fill this. I've bought a pipetter. I don't know if you know what that is, Mike, but it's basically like a medical device where i'm I'm basically like a chemist at my desk now, and fortunately there hasn't been any catastrophes but uh there's still time <laughs> there's still time for uh, catastrophic results, but so far, so good, I have thirteen more inks to go, and uh I hope to have that wrapped up soon, but that has been a fun, fun experience for me very cool yep um, I wanted to touch base uh the last time we talked live on the show, I went shopping. Uh, at our good friend's pen chalet during the show and finished my purchase afterwards. So I've already talked about these products and why I wanted these products, um, but now I have the products in hand. Number one is the Lamy Balloon, which I went ahead and did my review of that. I was able to turn that around pretty quickly because it's very straightforward what I think about this pen. It is a horrible (laughs) writing pen, (laughs) right? It is just there is no redeeming values in the writing of this pen in the refill so it's called the the lami m11 refill or excuse me t11 and i don't know if lami uses this refill for anything else i hope not because it is that bad like i don't dislike lami refills that much um like their ballpoint refills are pretty good right i i like them um but some of their other refills like this one is just like why is why is this a thing? Like this is this is not good. Um, it, this shouldn't be in a pin, right? I I want to read this comment that I got actually on uh, on my Instagram post. I put it out there, mm. so I'm gonna read this. This is from ADR underscore three ten. This is concerning the refill or my review. It blotches, it skips, it railroads. It's very inconsistent. My money has been wasted. Went to the Lamy website and requested that a better refill be offered. For the $36 I paid for both the pink and the green, I certainly expected the pen to write decently. I agree wholeheartedly with the pen addict. Avoid the Lamy balloon. So I felt a little bit justified in their angst. Unfortunately, they had the angst, right? But it's just a basic truth about this pen. It's a horrible writer.
0: Mm, it's a shame
1: but (laughs) i want this pen to exist Mm -hmm. because it's coming mike it's it has to be happening the way that they still are iterating on the lamy balloon gives me hope for my biggest thing which is the 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 point i really don't want to belabor is that i think this is going to eventually we're going to get to um color barrel Lami vistas right translucent color lamy vistas that's the end goal here so they've modified the balloon in a way that makes it even more likely that we see something like this in the lamy vista lineup so that's why i choose to review the lamy balloon even though it i i wanted to review it again because it had been 13 years mm-hmm. and i had hoped that the review the refill had changed or improved. It it has not. This was my same like performance review from 13 years ago. The refill is horrible. Um, the the refill remains horrible. I could not recommend this pen to anyone from a writing pers- perspective. Um, it is not enjoyable to use. But <laughs> I'm glad it exists because uh, I want to see other things from Lamy. And this is this is my gateway. This is what gives me hope um, that I, I'm going to see what I really want from Lamy in the coming years. So. There you go. That's my review on that. The other pen I bought um, is something we've we've definitely covered, um, mm-hmm. which is the the Novelure Horizon fountain pens. So it's kind of the newest model and shape from uh, Navalur. and they did some really fun colors, some fun uh, designs. They had some uh, the cap band on this pen is kind of like has a scalloped wavy edge, which kind of threw a lot of people off. You were either pro or con. Uh, on that design, but I wanted to get this pen in because it was a little different shape from uh narwhal, uh, excuse me, navalore and it has proven to be a rock solid workhorse of a pen. Like I am very impressed with this pen so far. I'll be reviewing it in the coming months. Uh, this is one I want to spend some time with like the Lamy okay. balloon. I don't need to spend a lot of time with like the refill is bad and that's what the review is going to say. This one I'm gonna see how it performs because it's a piston filler. I bought it with a stub nib, mm. which is new for uh, Novellur, and I want to see how just the construction of this pin holds up because this is the like kind of the sh- most sturdy novelur pin that I've used so far. Like it, it feels awesome, right? It's just structurally sound. the The pistons worked very well so far. You know, I've been filling it from the piston filler. Um, the added weight that the, the piston mechanism and the, the metal pieces of the barrel feel really, really good. I love the materials. I went with Twilight, which is kind of the greenish-brown one, um, which is a really neat cover color. I had a crazy difficult time deciding what ink to put into this. Um, I ended up going with uh, Robert Oster, Australian Opal Mauve, which is kind of a purplish color because I couldn't settle on a brown or a green that I was going to be happy with for matching, so I went kind of uh, opposite, complimentary. Uh, What
0: do you think of the color of the furniture on this pen?
1: I'm very happy with it. I love it. So this is, I think this one, out of the four colors, this is the outlier one which is why I ordered it, right? Okay. It would have been very easy for me to order the Dusk or Dawn, which are your bright oranges and yellows and pinks yep. and purples and blues. That would have been simple. And then the black and gray Aurora, you know, it has classic silver trim. This one has kind of like a gunmetally, y almost brown um, type of finish yeah. on there. And so when I buy pens to review, which is I bought for this, I will try... A lot of times to buy the one I wouldn't buy if it was something that I was adding to my collection. I know that sounds kind of backwards, but it was like, it would be so easy for me to just, Hey, give me the dusk, you know, or give me the dawn and and just be done with it. Like, Hey, fun, bright rose gold looks beautiful, right? It's going to take, you know, amazing pictures. It's going to look amazing in photography. Well, this one I think is the weirdest one. In color and I love it right like i'm I'm really happy with it like I wouldn't have bought it if I thought it was going to be like a color I disliked, right but this would have been like my third choice probably mm-hmm. um so I do that a lot for reviews because I want to have get kind of that broader perspective of you know what a you know take a take away my love for the material color for example and and try to focus on what the pen is, what it offers. How does it feel? How does it work? You know, does everything, you know, line up for a good quality pen? And so far, so good um, with this, especially the stub nib, which is a a new offering for them. It's a 1.1 millimeter stub nib. And uh, so far, so good, right? Literally no complaints. And uh, I'm sure I will um, review it well when it comes time to, uh, to get an official review on it. All right. Speaking of official, we're gonna go very unofficial here, Mike, for a minute. So, I know people,
0: <laughs> okay. and I
1: get pictures. I get pictures mm-hmm. uh, sent to me from time to time of uh, products that may or may not be, may or may not exist in the future. And you know, I'm pretty good at keeping keeping those things uh, pretty close to the vest. So, I had this picture a couple months ago that was sent to me that was a pen from platinum and said, Hey, this might be a thing later. I got an early look at this. This might be a thing later. I don't know. So obviously don't say anything. I have no idea. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So platinum, uh, gosh, I guess we're on two weeks now. They put out a press release on their website on platinum pen code JP, the new 3776 century Fuji series, Fuji, Unke Uroko Gumo coming soon. So apologies on the pronunciation. And I was hoping when you click on the press release page, some amount of detail, right? Give, give me something. And it's literally an awesome picture, like an inspiration picture, with no more words than that. It's like literally just the picture of this beautiful, looks, I'm going to go sunrise ish. Here, I think as opposed to sunset, but it's Mount Fuji, blue blue skies, white clouds. Um, and this PR image does align with the images I saw earlier. So, what this is, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, is that Platinum is actually coming out with their next long-running series of Mount Fuji. Uh, fountain pens. so they've done this twice in the past where the okay yeah here it is so the five fuji five lake series they did from 2011 to 2016 one pen a year five pens in total then the fuji shunkei series from 2017 to 2021 so these were all very popular platinum releases all in the 3776 model all different unique colors um unique um kind of designs in the barrel um and so this next one is going to be the Fuji Unkei series and it's it's a series created around Mount Fuji and the clouds so we'll see this is going to drop uh next month or so i haven't seen the official imagery released yet um but everything i have seen is matching up to a pretty cool release coming soon, so I think probably within the next month we'll get some official pictures where we'll be able to share. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to drop this out there because Platinum just like randomly threw an image up on their PR site and then didn't say it. Hype, word. man! That's hype. Yeah. So they they've sunk their hooks into me. They've got me on the hype train. Um, what I'm not I'll over- say mm. if you you sent
0: me an image. If mm-hmm. this image is what this pen looks like, I'm buying it mm-hmm. immediately.
1: Yeah. So we're not sharing the image with no. you because I, I do have some, even though like they're very unwritten rules. Like I, I wanted this to be more official um, and more public that anyone can go see these images mm-hmm. and, and then we'll go from there. But they, I mean, there are places you can, you can see them. It's pretty sick though. Right. Um, But I, I don't want to put that in the, in the show notes yet, but coming soon i'm sure probably in the next week or two we'll be able to do a live uh pick of it and uh i want to get your thoughts on on that we'll describe it more then but my only hesitancy is where the price points were going um in their <laughs> previous releases it's probably gonna like be like, we were,
0: like 600 or <laughs> we were getting close to 500
1: we were in the upper fours on last year's limited releases in the 3776 i am certain we're going to be in that ballpark right so i would pay that i yes like i i get you for that and this is one of those series where people will buy them all one a year for five years like people will absolutely pay the four or five hundred dollars for this um i mean they're great pens you know i love the 3776 uh, so I'm interested to see, interested to see uh, how this goes, and um, I, I look forward to uh, <laughs> being able to share the image instead of just teasing y'all. But go, go look at the uh, the Mount Fuji picture that Platinum <laughs> thought was uh, the the extent of a, a press release release, and um, yeah, uh, you can imagine from there. Uh, it's it's it it's pretty close. Yeah, pretty it, close. they did a,
0: actually an incredibly good job capturing that image. Yeah. I think like it's yep, pretty cool. Um, yep. I like this because... I just like Platinum doing this because I adore, adore the 3776. But mm-hmm. most of them are too boring. Like, we've spoken about this for years now, right? And sure. Like it's great that they do more and more limited editions because they do really cool stuff when they actually do it. Like They do. More so than a lot of their competitors, right? Like, most of the Pro Gears are just colors. Like, Platinum play with texture, too, which I think is right. even more exciting. And... I love it because the platinum nibs are the best in the game, in my opinion. And Agree. I want to have a fun pen to put it in
1: rather than something that's like black or red, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely look forward to this. In the Mount Fuji series that they've done 10 times before, literally, 10 releases, I think is the best series. Like, that's my favorite series. Mm. So, I will we'll see whether I get this one or not but uh I'm certainly looking forward to uh the the next iteration of the Mount Fuji series. So, do
0: you know what great. pen I always regret that I didn't buy? Mm. And and I was reminded of this recently. I just saw an image of it on on your wonderful website, the one where they put the heart stamps in the in the yep. finial.
1: So, that um, is a sick pen, man. I'm they made a second version of that recently, did I think. They? So they did a black one, which is the one that you're talking about, and that was mm-hmm. last year, um, where they did like the stamps from the the nib, and it's re- it's really well done. That's clever. Um, I thought they maybe did a second one of that, but I'm I'm caught do off you guard remember here what and, and cold, not sure that pen. I I don't remember right off the top of my head. I do think it, it did have heart in the name, though, so I don't think it should be too difficult to find. And it's not and it's a pretty recent model, right? So I think it was only last year, no more than two years ago that they came out with that. Um, Century? I mean, that's the model, the thirty seven, twenty sixth century shape of a heart. There you go.
0: Hang on a second. Oh, no. Are we doing live shopping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. oh, no.
1: Oh, no. It's available. That's the, oh, no, I can buy it. Uh.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, I can. There's a white one.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ooh, okay. I so, so I was thinking there nicer. was a white one. It was the most recent one. Uh-oh. So, yeah, the... hmm hmm I don't know, Mike. It's been a while since you bought a pen, so... I don't know. Or maybe has, you wait well, and see how the Brad, Fuji... It hasn't,
0: it hasn't been that long. I I, I bought that can kind of
1: True. True, true, true. So you're still way behind me, though. Oh no! <laughs> oh, the white one has silver furniture. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, it does. You I tell you this that. pen, this white one. Let me tell uh-huh. you right now, this white one <sighs> could not find a better wedding pen than this. Like, yeah, this true. is the wedding pen. It's got heart. It's got hearts in it. It's full of hearts. Come on, it's full of hearts. This is the wedding pen right here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I really love it. <sighs> yep. Well, will see gonna now. You just tab open for a bit and see what happens. Okay.
1: The problem is you're going to need both. No, I mean, no that no, seems no, like no, a U no, pin no. and an Adina pin. I don't know. You probably need it, two. If of
0: Adina them. wants one, she can have one,
1: but <laughs> I don't need to buy two.
0: <laughs> Personally. I'm trying to spin your
1: And hey, this Fuji okay. one's coming soon.
0: But that's not what's that meant to tell me?
1: This that you might coming? have to buy a second. That's what I'm saying. Dude, don't tell screen. me that, you know? <laughs> so. TBD. We will follow up on uh, on this in a in a future episode. Maybe by the time we get official pictures of the uh, the new Oroko Gumo.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much to Express VPN for the support of the Pen Addict. If you'd like to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com. You could also find Brad streaming me multiple times a week over at twitch.tv slash Brad is pen addict on are you a pen addict on Mastodon? I am, yeah. Mastodon. Yeah. on Mastodon Penaddict. and Pen Addict on Instagram. I'm yeah. I Mike. I am uh, thanks for listening and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.